A jazz show from the fans for the fans. This is the Jazz Fan Show. Jazz Fan Show. Presented by TridayTrading.com. Hey, where you guys been? I missed you. All jazz talk, all the time. I gotta tell you, you got me hooked, man. Right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome into the Jazz Fan Show. Where we don't have an off-season, we don't take a break. Nope. I lied. We did take that one-week break. <laughs> We've taken a couple breaks. Okay. We've had a couple weeks where I haven't done my job well enough, you know? So. Yeah, we had a good discussion last week, you know, talking about um, really this uncharted territories that continues. Yeah. Which is crazy. With no end in sight, seems no like. No end in sight. And um, sometimes we just got to bring our friends in to talk things out, right? So... We got Alema Harrington stopping by a little bit later. Yeah, gonna gonna talk us through this. And right now, our main man Bruce Pitcher's on with us. How you doing, Bruce? Good. How are you guys? Good, man. So Kelby and I both um, looked at each other. You know, when we realized the season wasn't going to continue anymore, and said, "Is Bruce grateful uh, about his tattoo <laughs> bed at this point?" <laughs> I was like, Bruce really yes. dodged a bullet there, right? <laughs> yes, I dodged a bullet. So, Bruce, yes. I mean, we got a chance to talk to you a couple times, but um, I'm interested for you to even explain maybe a little bit more how you've felt the last, you know, 14 days. We're now two and a half weeks into this. The whole thing seemed to, to kind of be set off by, you know, uh, incident with our jazz team. And uh, that seemed to be one of the first, you know, big national things that kicked this off. And now, you know, fast forward to over 14 days later, both Rudy and Donovan were uh, cleared and, and got past the, their coronavirus diagnosis. And, um, and now we're just looking forward with no idea what's going to happen. What, what, have, what have you felt? What have you gone through? Well, I've gone through, I was a little angry with, uh, with, um, the, the backlash that Rudy was getting, you know, we were talking about that, right? Like, what the crap? And then I was kind of concerned about, believe it or not, about the team, you know, hearing all this thing. And then when Donovan went on Good Morning America, like, or whatever it was, I think it was Good Morning America, um, and he, like, hadn't even acknowledged, like, talked to me yet. I thought that was just kind of interesting, you know, to hear that. And um, But I've kind of felt like it's been a little bit less stressful of times for me because – I don't have to worry about the tattoo. Um, I don't have to worry about like if, if the jazz are going to show up. So it's kind of been a nice little break for me mentally and physically. I think, you know what I mean, Ryan, you know, you've got, you both have gone to a game with me and it's kind of, it kind of makes my hair go gray. So I'm glad that I don't have to worry about that for a little bit. So it's good. Yeah. You know what? We've been talking about the, um, I mean, some of the positives that, that we're trying to look at and, and that is some of them to, to take a, a step back, to to focus on a few other things, you know, but we definitely hope uh, it comes back sooner than later. We weren't super pumped about how the Jazz were looking before this whole thing, right? No, so, no. Five and five in our last ten. Yeah. So no, really, like I think that's kind of what it's done for me too. It's just made me appreciate the Jazz no matter what. Like even when they're playing bad, at least we get you know that distraction and that outlet. But right now, and even, yeah, it's just tough, dude. I don't even know what to do with myself. We're just, uh, we're grasping for, for information. This week we had um, John Stockton's birthday, right? Right. So yeah, that's obviously a big deal. And then Jerry Salone's birthday. 
I mean, mm-hmm. we a, got some big jazz events going on. Yeah. If if we already don't yeah. miss the NBA enough, we get to celebrate our favorite NBA guys' birthdays. So, and then you know, NBA TV is going to throw on, and they did uh, this past Thursday. They threw on a number of jazz games. I got those recorded so that when I sit down, I can at least have some basketball in front of me every once in a while. Yeah. Well, I would, I'll watch that game six against the Rockets any day when Stockton sent us to the finals. Oh, so Gives me goosebumps every time. We had that and especially then the, that, uh, Especially that run we made. Like, we were down and then, gosh, it was so great. The good old days. The good old days. Pretty soon, yeah, pretty yeah, soon. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when we get older, we're going to be able to, you know, look at our kids and our grandkids and say, hey, we were there for the good old days. <laughs> yeah. We're already there, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. We're two weeks away from we're there for the good days. Yeah, we're two weeks out from the NBA being uh, suspended and we're like, Oh, remember the good old days when we could watch basketball? <laughs> Did you guys hear the latest today where they're thinking of playing the games? Where or when? Yeah, where? I haven't, I haven't heard anything. The Bahamas. What? No lie, because there's only nine cases, and they're thinking of finishing the season in the Bahamas. Huh. They probably get some of the players to buy into that. Like every game or just do like a playoff series? Yeah. No, having the games there. Wow. That would be crazy. That would be insane. I'll take a trip to the Bahamas, baby. So So we'll have to look into that. Maybe we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine? (laughs) How would you want the the season to to finish out, Bruce? Like, how do you want? What do you want to see from the NBA when it comes back? Do you want to see like every game played? Do you want to jump right into the playoffs? How do you want to see this uh, resolve itself? Mm, that's a good question because I don't know. Because I, I feel like we're way close to getting that third seed, you know. So I don't want to just jump into the playoffs, but I wouldn't mind it because we play the Thunder in the first round with home court advantage. So to me, that could be a win right there. So I'm trying to think yeah. how I want to set it up, you know. So there has even been we talk- got the Lakers. We'd have the Lakers second round, um, which would be which would be interesting. So we're gonna have to face one I'd of those LA teams. I'd play the Lakers though in the second round. Then I would want to play like the 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 Rockets. I mean, let's be honest. For some reason, we just not match up with the Rockets. Yeah, I don't get it. But yeah. I, I mean, know. they were playing terrible going Gordon, into this too, though. Eric Gordon will kill us. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's been talk about um, finishing the games as is. There's been talk about uh, a tournament or a playoff series, even where all of 28 of the 30 teams get to participate. Mm-hmm. You know, and they do some breakdown. I don't know if um, I will, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know since we've never had it before. Um, but I, I don't really have an opinion right now. Yeah. I just want some basketball. <laughs> yeah, I just want some basketball. And I, I, and I hope what they need to do, what would be cool, let's like, maybe they could like test our fevers or something, but they give like the most hardcore fans be able to get to their home games. Like, so like they only do like 50, you know what <laughs> I mean? 50 of the most hardcore fans get to sit in the stands. I for sure would be one of them. <laughs> so like, like that's just what we, that's what they need to do. Like recruit their 50 hardcore fans, make sure they're healthy, you know, like test them however they can do it, fever, do a fever, whatever. And then go in there and then be like, this is all we're opening up to, but you know, you'll get what LeBron was asking for of the, you know, the jawing, the back and forth with those 50 hardcore fans. 
I yeah. think that would be epic. Here's the thing, I mean, though. Think about it. We build relationships. <laughs> Have you? Do you know what the coronavirus test consists of, Bruce? Have you seen kind of like how they do that's it? That's why I said. That's why I said just test my fever. I don't right, have fever. I'm right. good. Because they shove so. that thing way in your nose. Like it touches your brain, I think. In your nose or your mouth. Yeah, the mouth <laughs> or nose one. It's just horrible. So, Bruce, now that you've got some free time on your hands, I mean, are you watching some of the old games? Are you Are you hoping? <laughs> that- <laughs> I've been watching old games. It was so bad yesterday. I was watching game seven of the World Series between the Cubs and the Indians. Whoa. God. Wow. Things yeah. are getting bad. You're in baseball, dude. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm trying to get whatever I can get. I actually, you know what actually I'm watching since of everything that's going on right now? 24. 24. Yeah. Huh. Jack freaking Bauer. <laughs> that's you a- know what I mean? Times like this, you need to you need to pull out your inner Jack Bauer. You know? <laughs> that sounds about right. So what were you thinking? Uh, Kelby and I have chatted about this, but what were you thinking when, you know, this entire focus of, of the NBA and then even the world was just dialed in on our guys, you know? Rudy seems to be the first athlete that they recognized as having it, and we say recognized as having it because who knows, um, you know? And then Donovan yeah. falls shortly after. I mean, it's crazy that our team is kind of where it all started. Yeah, it is nuts. And, well, I was just kind of like, I mean, Rudy's literally going to go down in history, yeah. like in world history, not just like in sports history, but world history, because literally as soon as that came out, everything's just, it was just a boom, 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 shut down, shut down, shut down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it literally, if that, if he doesn't get that illness and get sick, we probably would have had selection Sunday. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, it stemmed, I think all the way to college. Cause even the NCAA, um, guy came out and said, once he saw Rudy have it, Rudy Gobert have it. That's when it all changed for us. Yeah. Like that's insane. He's going to go down in, in like not known as the two time defensive player of the year. That's for sure. So I keep thinking the about the best joke that I, the best joke that I heard though, was he really is the defense player of the year. Cause he completely shut down the whole NBA. That's right. That that's was right. the best tweet. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep thinking about the 30 for 30. They're going to make. I, yeah. look, I look forward to that oh, 30 for 30. Gosh. Like It's weird. I really do put myself in those situations. I think about future Kelby watching TV and then being like, let's throw it back to 2020 when we had the coronavirus scare and then Rudy Gobert's face is going to be there every single time. He's going to be the every poster boy. Time. So this is for both of you. Do How you, does he respond? How does he respond? That's a good like, question. That's what I'm wondering. Not only how does he respond, but how is he treated You know, when he comes back, when the season starts exactly. up again? Exactly. Do you exactly. have any guesses? I I don't think it'll be as bad as we think. I think people have kind of cooled down from it. Uh, there are still certain instances of people like online just being trolls or whatever, but I, I don't know. He's going to get grief up for it forever, but I think for you know normal, logical human beings like ourselves, I think that uh, you know we understand what happened, and honestly, we kind of, in a way, are thankful for it. You know, So I think that, that it's going to be a lot less uh, harsh than we think. It's just so hard in, in in this time and in this place to to speculate or guess anything, anything, right. because we're just going through new territory every day. And, you know, who knows? I mean, if it's 18 months before basketball is back up and going or before Whoa. fans can watch a game, Eight, I mean, 18 months, it, dude. If, if it's, you know, I mean, if it's six months, I mean, we just don't know. And that's what's going to be um, interesting to see 
how, you know, I mean, how this shapes sports in general moving forward. Because, I mean, it could change some of the, the way, obviously, that games are watched, maybe some of the ways <laughs> they're played. And um, everybody's going to be looking at it different. I wonder what technological advances the world would produce with 18 months without sports. It's true. We could finally put our mind power where it needs to be, right? World peace would be Man, figured out. Maybe this will be a good thing, you know? We should just see the silver lining in everything. What are you going to do in the meantime, Bruce? I know you've been working on that uh, 75 hard. We chatted about that before. You still going strong? Still going strong. got 27 more days. So I don't know, Ryan, if, if the travel things are lifted, you might just have to come out to AZ and celebrate, you know, when we're at the end of it, you know? So... For sure. If we can, if they'll let us travel, then we'll we'll uh, plan on heading out to Arizona 27 days from today. Oh, yeah. Yes. Keep me posted. Go. I'll do a countdown. Exactly. Hey, and we're going to want you to check in on a regular basis now because we anticipate um, some news trickling in from the NBA every week. But as fans, you know, I think we're going to be going through it. We are definitely going to be going through it. So we want to make sure, Bruce, that you check in with us. And we appreciate you joining us today. And also, if uh, the NBA ends up coming back, you know, we're going to have to renegotiate this, this tattoo bet. Maybe get some attorneys involved. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, see. see. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, let, we'll catch Hans and Scotty off guard a little bit with our preparation. And maybe by the end of it, we'll have them with tattoos on the line. You know? <laughs> Let's hope. Hans yeah, and Scotty. I, I agree. I agree. I think they need to... I think they need to literally get some tattoos on the line. Like hands is tattoos of each sure other. Scotty. Yeah. Tattoos of each other. Hands can get a Scotty tattoo and vice yes. versa. <laughs> yes. I like that. But oh. those of you out there listening, make sure you stick around. We're going to talk about the jazz. We're going to have a good friend, Alema in the studio here for the uh, remainder of our, our show. But thanks for sticking around, Bruce. Thanks for coming on. Yep, thank you. You're listening to Jazz Fan Show here on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. With approved credit, new 2019 Toyota Corolla number 1852, 88 down, three payments of $88, 81 remaining payments of 269, and 5.74 APR plus tax tag title and 299 dealer fee. See dealer for details. Offer expires 4-119. Doing business at Carl Malone Toyota is an automotive game changer. And yes, that was their disclaimer you just heard. But most places put them at the end. But they're not like most places. They do things differently at Malone Toyota. For starters, they're committed to saving you time and earning your trust. That begins with John, JD, and Brandon. Call them anytime at 801 801- one 2073 Ask them about how you get more with Malone, and they'll tell you that Malone Toyota offers you test drives at your home or office. Purchase via cell phone or email, and they'll deliver your new car right to you. Military rebates are doubled for qualifying purchases, and as always, any new 2019 Toyota can be yours for just $88 down and $88 a month. The mailman is still delivering during Toyota's Ready, Set, Go sales event. Going on now at Carl Malone Toyota. Click MaloneToyota.com. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call it. Thanks for joining us today on the Jazz Fan Show here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I'm always Ryan Van Doren. He's always... Kelby Jones. Yes. Every week. And every once in a while, we're extremely blessed to have some good people come join us. Today, Mr. Alem Harrington. In the house. And, and you know what's really cool? I feel... I feel like uh, uh, this because this, I'm sitting in the green seats. And for those, you know, I, I, you can go online and you can see our studio here. Um, but uh, 
They we have original green seats from the the Delta Center slash Vivint Smart Home Arena. And after the renovation, they took the green seats out, and some people were fortunate enough to get some. I'm sitting in one now. Um, and I'm realizing how spoiled we are now with all the seats in the arena, all the way to the top of the upper bowl being cushioned. And this is nostalgic, but not nearly as comfortable as, as oh, yeah. being in the renovated, renovated yeah. Vivint. <laughs> I, I think about that all the time. Every time I walk into that stadium, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is completely different than it was when I was a kid. <laughs> Like it looks way good. Yeah, it's crazy, and they the fact they were able to do it all in a summer, you know. Oh, that that was remarkable. The turnaround that we had, and I still remember that that summer. And there was even a little consternation from the higher ups. They're like, "Man, if we go too far into the playoffs, we're not going to be able to get the arena done." <laughs> Right. And, and so there's some mixed feelings. Obviously, you want to go as far as you can. Um, and and it's not like they were like, we got to get out of the playoffs so we can start the arena. <laughs> but that was the turnaround was that quickly that, that it was like down to the day that, in fact, when we did the first game um, of that next season, we didn't have our broadcast set ready. So we actually did our broadcast from inside the arena down on one of the um, um, one of the risers that normally would have what they refer to as the slash cam, which is the backside camera, which gets some of that action. But they cleared out that camera for Thurl and myself to do our broadcast from there because our set hadn't it was ready but it hadn't been wired you would it would blow your mind what our engineers go through to get all the wiring in the arena so that we can have the broadcast both where our set is and then where bowler is with the you know with matt harping in that part of it It, it's wild and there's a lot of wireless setups so that we can go wireless throughout the arena too Way above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> Too technical for me. Yeah. Hey, so this we always hear like um, as fans, we hear rumors, and then yeah. you know, and then there's maybe some truth behind it. Does a renovation like that that was done to the arena yeah. play a very big factor in getting that All Star game back here? I think it, that that's always going to be a factor, and you know what happens is the NBA looks at your investment, right, and and the 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 arena when it and it's funny because i just watched the all-star game a replay of the all-star game when we had it here in what was a brand new for the most part delta center um but arenas get outdated and and now fairly quickly because of technology and what people are looking for in their entertainment experience but for sure the fact that we got renovated and you know switched out a whole bunch of stuff inside the arena including the concourses um is you know it plays a part in us being able to get that game we did get a little upgrade on the jumbotron as well yeah <laughs> just a tiny little yeah, upgrade how there, about right? that? yeah that's amazing <laughs> it is impressive it's hard it's, sometimes it's hard like we're at the top of the lower bowl right where our broadcast position is and then our media seats to watch the game are, are similarly just right there at the top of the lower bowl and sometimes I, I find myself watching the game off, <laughs> off the big screen instead of watching the game on the floor. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's easier, you know? Yeah. So I, I went home and watched that uh, that game the other day, too. Yeah. The, the All-Star game. Anything stick out to you? I mean, the differences between the game then and now mm-hmm. is crazy. But what stood out to you? 
Well, I think, you know, I, I would agree. And th- there was an effort, um, you know, MJ was talking about, like we're playing defense. And it's always fun to get the old broadcasters that I'm familiar with and the Mod Rashad doing the interview with Michael Jordan and that kind of stuff. But when you look at it, it was different for at least for a portion of the game. And then it kind of it, it, it went a little you know different in the second half, which is always the case. But we keep on doing these changes now in the format of the game, right? And like how the game is played and then how the teams are selected. And I think they're still trying to find the right, you know, the, the perfect formula for that. But I like the old game. You know, I like it like that and up and down the floor. And and um, and I like them trying to score, you know, 150 points, 200 points in the game. That That's, that's what the all-star game is which is, makes it even more impressive that Rudy Gobert had the game that he did this this last All-Star game and the performance he did um, just as a defensive guy. So um, the All-Star, for, for the most part, I'm not a big fan of All-Star events, right? Whether it's the Pro Bowl or um, Major League Baseball is fun because of some of the side shows that they go on, like the Home Run Derby. And for the NBA, they still have, in my opinion, the best all-star, you know, event, overall event. So we we were on, or we've been on for like a year and a half. They haven't kicked us off the radio yet. <laughs> but I was telling Kelby, and we had this talk, um, you know, a year ago, a little over a year yeah. ago, when um, Rudy didn't make the all-star game, mm-hmm. right? And, and I don't get emotional about a bunch of stuff, but... Honestly, as far as sports go, seeing his reaction and just how much that meant to him yeah. was probably the most emotional I've ever felt yeah. around um, you know, around sports, you know, and around uh, an, an athlete. And so seeing this this year yeah. and him really stepping up and just, I mean, it was impressive. It yeah. was impressive. And people finally got to see what we've already known, right? That he's not just defense. And it, and it was it was great to have him have that chance. And and I think the first of, of hopefully many more to come. Yeah, and to to that you know you 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 know take us back a year to to that moment when he was snubbed, right? And the emotion that he demonstrated, which we rarely see from from these guys, right? Um, and you know, so much of that, as you know, I reflect on it, had to do with how hard he had worked. And and it, it's interesting now because we see some of the highlights from his his rookie season, right? And you look at just the development physically, you know what he's done to transform his body. But he's he was such a hard worker. And then if you know his journey and the sacrifices that his family, his mom made, and for him, I think the disappointment was like. And I got to go tell my mom I didn't make the All Star team, and 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 it's it's like he almost uh, that 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 human moment was, um, I you know he got mocked by some, and I think others like yourself, myself, um, looked at that and and just felt the um, just his the human side of, of this man who had worked his tail off. And then the evidence, because the guy's like an all NBA player, right? Right. Um, but and doesn't make the All Star team, defensive player of the year, doesn't make the All Star. I mean, that's just that part of it is ridiculous. Yeah. And for him to come out and have the performance that he had this this uh, this time around was that was rewarding. I think for all of the Rudy Gobert fans across the world. 
Yeah, we loved it. Yeah. And you know what? There's been so much going on yeah. uh, lately. It's hard to even think back and, and um, remember that the All-Star Game was this year. <laughs> it's so, so crazy. But uh, I was going to say, in terms of uh, press, Rudy Gobert's had a pretty big year, right? Yeah. He has had a pretty <laughs> yeah. big year. And we're glad you're here, too, because you, you know, firsthand got to experience this game two weeks ago that started it all. Do you want to yeah. tell us just a little bit was about it what it was going for you? just two weeks ago? Because it feels like it was like six months I ago for, for us. And you know, I was looking. I think we were supposed to play the, the Mavs last night, and we got somebody at home coming up tomorrow if we were playing the schedule, right, as as it as, as it's written. Um, and it, it was – and to this, this point in my career has been the most bizarre experience I've ever had – um, like personally, right in in uh, in sports and sports broadcasts, and I've been in in this going on twenty five years now, and have you know it was interesting. I was watching the Richard Jewell story, and I remember that bombing. I wasn't there in Atlanta, but that took place during my uh, broadcast career, and I still look at this experience personally as the most insane, bizarre. Uh, experience that that I've ever had firsthand um, a, a part of, and and Mike Smith and I were on the set for the pregame show and getting ready to wrap up the pregame, which we did, and we had like we had announced during the pregame that Rudy was you know been had been reported that he was sick, and then there was a report that he might be available, and then you know at the end we we got the report that he was sick, he wasn't going to play. Um, and so Mike and I, and this is a little, you know, behind the curtain um, for the the, the fans uh, that are are listening at home. It it for for Mike and I, like we're we're doing the game. There's plenty of preparation that goes into it, and, and Mike is one of the most well prepared. Uh, broadcasters, the most well-prepared broadcaster I've ever worked with. He's got copious notes and, you know, handwritten stuff along with our game notes. And so we have conversations about that kind of stuff and what's going on with, with either team, and that was OKC, and, and you know, how many points maybe Donnie scored against Oklahoma City last year or earlier games, this kind of stuff. And then there's moments that we're in a commercial break and – we're having a conversation about our family or we're having a conversation about, you know, something else that is going on. And, and so we had had a conversation that we'd started about this uh, particular, you know, person that was a friend of his family. And he was getting into some detail about this story. So we we're in the story. Then we came back on 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 set for what we call segment two, which is. We throw live to the game to, to Bowler and Big T was on the road that game. And um, then they toss it back. And the reason why, again, you know, kind of a behind the curtain look here is because the national anthem is going on. So they don't want to have anything live in the arena when the national anthem is going on. So they toss it back to us or it's a pre-recorded segment in segment two of the live broadcast. So the national anthem can go without any interruptions. So we do that segment, then we send it back out again live to the arena, to OKC, for them to pick up the game. So uh, Mike and I do segment two and toss it back out, 
And so we figure we're offset. And so I turn back to Mike and we get back into this story that we were talking about, about this missionary family from that, that had moved into his parents' ward. And that was, and it was a pretty in-depth and, and, um, uh, conversation that, that, you know, we were kind of into, right? And so at that time, we're in commercial break, and then they're coming back out, and, you know, tip-off is still moments away, and so we're in this this conversation, and all of a sudden, our producers are like, you guys got to get ready. They're they're coming back, and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're like, what's going on? Because we hadn't even been paying attention to what was happening on the screen at the moment, because we had tossed we weren't going to be back live until halftime. And I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? And they're, they're sending them to the locker room. I was like, what is going on? And so we were waiting for them to possibly toss back to us and Bowler and Big T start talking about, you know, what's going on on the floor, which everybody, again, who was watching the game, they saw this portion of it where the officials got together and then they called the coaches and the coaches took everybody to the locker room. And at that point, there was still so much kind of you know guessing and you're you're kind of making presumptions about and you you got to be careful when you're in that you know that area especially as a broadcaster and we're we're reminded constantly as jazz broadcasters hey you know don't speak to rumors and and these different things and and so you know I'm watching Bowler who did a masterful job of being able to to talk about what was going on without getting into to rumors and you know speculating on what was going on and so uh, Mike and I were on the set waiting in case they tossed back to us live and we had to update on what was going on because we didn't know if they were going to clear the entire arena. At that moment, we didn't know if it was a terrorist scare or what the, you know, what the issue was. And so we were there for about an hour and a half, Mike and I, as we were waiting to find out and AT&T Sportsnet had gone to regular programming. And finally, they cleared us from the set, and we were monitoring Twitter like everybody else. And the word had come down that the NBA is suspending the season, and we were we were like that quick, yeah. That I mean, that was uh, the most insane thing. I was like, wait a second. We were going from we were like moments, like seconds away from tip off, to the season is suspended within the course of like two hours. And Mike and I were walking back to our cars, so going down to the to the the main floor, and then walking out through the back to the parking lot, and looking at each other like. And he's been in this business twenty plus years too, and I'm like, "What just happened?" And and we had this confused and and befuddled look, like just like I, I don't know what's going on. And so then, then we were like everybody else, just waiting for news. And and the Jazz have been fantastic in staying in touch with each one of us as broadcasters. And you know, initially, you know, make sure like, are you healthy? Are you okay? Do you need anything from from that standpoint medically? Um, and and making sure that that everybody was safe as far as the coronavirus was concerned, and uh, whether or not somebody needed to be tested. And then they shut down the arena for cleaning. Then they shut down Zion's Bank basketball campus. Um, and so now we're just kind of in a holding pattern and and waiting. And so uncharted it, territory. It was wild. It was wild. That's crazy. And yeah. and we've talked off the air a little bit about this kind of you know being the first domino yeah in, in a lot and i don't know you know just because we're in salt lake if we feel that even more yeah but seeing that uh, happen really to me is when everybody started to take things a little bit yeah. more serious to that point 
um, you know, we were, you know, similar to to uh, to Rudy, and that that's why you know I, I hope that that you know nobody's too upset with Rudy about the microphone thing because that's how we were all feeling at that time. Like this is so overblown. This is ridiculous that we're taking all these precautions and what i mean at that point we really i i certainly felt i mean i i'll admit that i i thought that this was just a bunch of garbage like come on man and we were prior to doing that game the okc game there were conversations about hey we might end up doing games with nobody in the arena I was like, that would be weird. But I'd seen, you know, soccer matches being played in Europe in empty stadiums. I'm like, okay, maybe that's. But I still, you know, was thinking, this is crazy. Like, we're way overreacting. And until the, the Rudy Gobert positive test, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, all the dominoes started to fall. And it was it was amazing how quickly they fell. Just across the board in the sporting, sporting world. Um, because... Even when we got off the set and we were we were not live and they had shut down our game, right? The OKC game. I'm watching there's there's I can't remember if it was Golden State or somebody, there was some other games being played still. And I'm like, see that we're just gonna postpone this game and then we'll be back and and then the announcement comes down that we we suspend the season. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty crazy too. But then I as I thought about it later, I was like I, they had to do that. Yeah. Like they couldn't just be like, okay, the rest of the teams can keep playing, but the Jazz have to be in quarantine for two weeks. So you know, like, how are yeah. they going to do that? They had to just shut the whole league down. They didn't have a choice. But I think it was honestly the right move, obviously. And it it <laughs> it's just crazy that it kind of started with the Jazz. Yeah. You know, it is. So looking back on that night, I was glued to Twitter too because there was a different announcement, a different take. Yeah. You know, just continually rotating through yeah. there. Um, I, and I'm glad you brought up the the thing about Rudy because. I think the majority of us, mm-hmm. you know, were like that when we first heard about this because we didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know any of that. But but even having said that, it was crazy to me that Rudy was getting as much grief as he was mm-hmm. from from some of these people for for contracting a disease. Yeah. He still right. gets grief. Yeah. Like he's still we're two weeks out now, over two weeks out now. They're both healthy. They've both been cleared, yeah. he and Donovan. And he still will get grief on Twitter or whatever, just from people who are just don't know yeah, what they're like, doing. You know, don't know what they're talking about. there's going to be that that population out there that's going to look at at his behavior as irresponsible, and it it wasn't. I mean, he was just living just like everybody else was, um, and and it probably has very little, if no, it may be no idea. Like I don't know, you know, how I contracted, you know, the the COVID nineteen. I just like. And and most people that end up getting it, they don't know, right? Like where they where they picked it up. It's just so you know. I, I hope that people will give him um, a little, you know, more than a little bit, but give him a break, man. Yeah. I mean, we were making jokes about people hoarding toilet paper at that point. I mean, we were, you know, for us, you know, kind of just regular guys. We were we were joking about it and and and, you know, and and then all of a sudden it comes to this and it's like okay this is might might be a little more serious than we had anticipated. You start thinking like maybe those toilet paper hoarders have got this thing right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> should I should I be doing that? I yeah. don't know. You kind of you know. Uh, I just think you know I'm glad that Rudy's built the way he is. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as from us being able to see 
this side of him from from a fan perspective. Yeah. He seems to be built for adversity. He seems to be built to overcome. Yeah. And, and I think he is. He's going to do the same thing here. He's going to do the same thing here. I will. I would agree. And I think it's it's you know certainly as you mentioned, Rudy and the way that he's built in the. Um, uh, the the things that that he has gone through in his life i mean he has battled to get to this point right and so he's been through adversity in his life and then um you know i i look at and i hope people don't think oh you're that's just because you work for them the jazz is an amazing organization i mean we got a um uh, an email that was sent out from gail miller right our owner and um, and it was just about how much she she cares about our employees, and I was just I was moved. I'm like, wow, like, and, and Steve Starks has done something similar, but this is is Gail Miller. Like, she doesn't need to do that, and she took the time to to, to write a heartfelt letter to all the employees, and also include um, you know resources uh, for for you know health and and mental health too. Because this is a crazy time, and we're going through you know uncharted waters, as we've mentioned, and this unprecedented you know experience for for all of us in our lives, and this is going to be one of those moments where you're like, man, remember the coronavirus, and we'll all remember how that changed our lives. Yeah, and I think some people um, believe that things happen for a reason. Some yeah. people believe in fate. Um, you know, and maybe there is no coincidence that it's the jazz organization that had to handle this and, and be the lead yeah. in this. Maybe it's no coincidence that Rudy's the guy that's, you know, kind of been the poster child. And, and I think we're going to see that in the strengths that, that are coming since that, you know, from the organization, yeah. from the team. I think it's going to be, that's it's going to be impressive. That's a great point, Ryan. You know, I, I, I would agree with you. And, I, and I'm one of those guys that believes that, you know, um, you know, as, as much as we are thrown off and maybe surprised by this, uh, um, I believe in God and God's not surprised by what's going on right now. Um, and, and, and so I, you know, there, there could be some, some real purpose in, you know, why it came through our organization. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're just proud, you know, to, to be part of that organization and to be fans of that team. We definitely want to check in with you and see how you've been doing the last few weeks. Um, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and uh, get a little bit more talking to you, okay. if that's okay. Yeah. All right, you're listening to 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. How many ways are there to score in a basketball game? We'll tell you. Four. There are four ways to score. Attacking the basket, foul shooting, the mid-range game, and shooting threes. And guess what? Most kids can do one of those. Let Complete Shooter make a multi-dimensional basketball player out of your child. Complete Shooter is taught by a man who has coached over 3,000 basketball games and realized that kids are playing one-dimensional. It's not a problem till high school, when the opposing team starts checking out your moves and sees what you've got. And if you're one-dimensional, they know how to shut you down. That means your career in basketball will be nothing but average. For the past 10 years, Complete Shooter has been coaching and teaching players to master all four ways to score. Want your son or daughter to become a multidimensional basketball player? Call Kirk Miles at 801-814-1026 or visit online at completeshooter.com. Learn how to score four ways. Be multidimensional with completeshooter.com.
Welcome back into the Jazz Fan Show. As much as uh, everybody loves to hear Kelby and I talk, we're glad that Alema's here today. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of hearing myself talk anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) we have, uh, I mean, every one of us, whoever is listening, has had an intense uh, few weeks, right? I mean, things that have never happened before are happening. And still today, you know, things are going to happen that we've never experienced before. Yeah. So we got to talk to you about um, kind of what that night was like, yeah. right? I mean, and then now we're talking to we, we talk about we talk about jobs, we talk about what you're doing yeah. with your time, and you know you went from having the end of the NBA season to do for TV, right? To not knowing if they're going to come back or it's yeah. going to be a different point <laughs> in the year, you yeah. know? And so there was a lot of uh, and and you know not just for for me as a broadcaster with the Jazz. But, you know, my heart goes out to the the arena workers, right? The people in the concessions, people handling parking, um, people that work in restaurants around the arena. Uh, how many, you know, so many people have been affected by it. And, you know, the you, you just think of the 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 layoffs that have happened and what the government is trying to do. And, and then for those people that have been laid off or they're working on a, you know, a shorter shift, it's like, now what do you do with your, your life? And I found myself in that same situation. I was fortunate because I was looking for a new position with a, uh, an addiction recovery center, um, had recently left where I was working and was looking for a, a new place to start. And so it gave me an opportunity to really delve into and kind of do my due diligence of some different centers. That And I've been in the, the addiction recovery industry and world for, you know, you know, a lot of years. I've been in, in and out of recovery um, as, you know, personally for 20 plus years. And so it gave me an opportunity to really sit down with some of the different places and, and look at what was going on here in Utah and uh, was fortunate enough to pick up a position with Ardu, which is down in, in Provo and um, just an amazing program and facility. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, like they, they're not familiar with the different centers that we have here in the state. And we have a lot. Um, but Ardu specializes in kind of giving a, um, a treatment environment, but in like a spa type environment. So there's like flotation tanks and, um, uh, amino acid therapies and focus on nutrition. And it's a beautiful center. Like for me, when I went through treatment, I was not in a luxury, you know, five star type of place <laughs> where I went through treatment was was pretty, uh, for lack of a get a uh, better term, it was pretty ghetto. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't need to be the case. And I was talking about this earlier this week um, when I was explaining I was doing a television spot on on Good Things Utah and talking about it that that we have to remember that addiction is a disease. And so treatment is not punishment. And for a lot of people, they think because of how, you know, addicts behave, right, the, the, the socially unacceptable behavior that comes along with that disease, like they should go to jail or treatment and treatment should be like jail. And I, I think the approach that we have at our due is like this is we're treating a disease. And so I really have enjoyed the opportunity to, to start uh, a new position with them, and I'll be doing some counseling because I'm a licensed counselor 
uh, and I'll also um, be handling some media relations, community relations, and and things like that. But uh, you know, I, I know some of the staff that are there because I've been in the industry for a long enough period of time, and 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 feel great about the people that we have there. Um, and um, they do a, a fantastic job with with medical detox. And I was mentioning this earlier this this week. Uh, for a lot of people, especially right now in the kind of this, you know, the COVID nineteen. Uh, environment that we're living in like hospitals have prioritized as they should have prioritized those patients that need services for that um and so if you're looking for detox you probably you're not going to get into a hospital that just you're on the priority list you're way you're way low but at ardu we're we're accepting detox patients and you're going to get hospital medical attention uh because our our nurses are er trained um and we have medical staff 24 7 uh you're we're able to draw blood and do everything that they would have to other places would have to send you to a hospital for in a detox or withdrawal uh type of scenario and you get to do that in kind of like a spa like environment and like if you're wondering, like, what is what does that mean? You go to ardu.com and you can take a look at the facility, and it's just amazing. So I'm excited about that, um, and it's given me an opportunity to really focus some attention on on getting launched with Ardu and and the things that I'm I'm getting an opportunity to do there, which is of course one of my great passions is working with people in recovery and and uh, that that has you know filled my cup so to speak in in a lot of regards. So I know that, um, and I've actually looked up to you because of this, um, that you've been open and honest about sharing your story, yeah. showing, sharing your journey. And, you know, I felt like um, as, a, as a person in recovery myself that it's not open enough for a lot of people. It's not talked about enough. Yeah. It's, not, it's not out there enough and that it doesn't matter. It doesn't care who you are. You know, it, yeah. it, it's going to affect and it has affected. I mean, if it hasn't affected you personally, then you know somebody mm-hmm. that, that's been affected by that. So I, I appreciate you telling the story. And, and you know, when you're talking about a place for your loved one to go, it means a lot yeah. to, to know that they're in good hands. It means a lot. And, you know, you working with the, the new facility, I think, I mean, it speaks a lot about them, yeah. you know, the, because I know that you've uh, been around and seen a number of different different places. So, you know, it's good to hear that there's um, a good place where people can go, yeah. you know, and, and trust that they'll have the experience they need to. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate you saying that, Ryan, and, and, and I'm a, a big fan of yours. And, and, you know, some of our initial connection was because of the bond that we have as far as recovery is concerned and and that's that it is it's a beautiful thing and and being able to help um people that are 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 looking for help um when they're looking for help is is one of the great blessings of what i get to do absolutely so if you're looking for help for yourself or you have a loved one that's uh needs a place go to ardu.com or you can it's a real easy phone number it's 801-810-1234 and i remember when they first told me what it was i'm like i'll never forget that so 801-810-1234 is is the phone number and our admissions team is amazing really they are and if if you just need somebody to talk to about the situation whether you're a loved one of somebody that needs help or you're a person that needs help our admissions our admissions team is fantastic that's awesome. Yeah. So we we tatted last week actually. Kelby and I um, just threw out a tweet asking for 
you know, local businesses that, mm. that might have been going through what you just um, talked about. And by that, I mean, there's a lot of layoffs. There's a yeah. lot. Of, and, and this is a hard time for a lot of people where there's so much uncertainty for you personally, too. I mean, being away from the the TV schedule with the jazz, I mean, looking forward, do yeah. you feel like there's going to be a season that comes back at some point? I mean, what yeah. is your feel uh, for today, I mean, and we understand that's changed yeah. day to day for us, and but. it is. It's so fluid, right? With every minute and hour and day that that goes by, you're you're in your we are in our minds. We're trying to adjust the season to be able to be a truncated season or straight to the playoffs, or are we going to go with the current seating? Or you know, we're all playing these scenarios out in our own minds. And you know, my my thought is that we will have some playoffs. Um, and, and, and I don't say part of it is a, a financial thing to, to, to our, our economy is going to need some help coming back and we just, we just are. And so, and, and we're going to need some, um, some relief from the stress of this situation and sports has been that for us. With every other event that has taken place, think of 9-11 and, and what the, the nation went through and the NFL respectfully, right, took a, a, a weekend off and then they came together and I was, you know, close to some people that were in the NFL front office that were having these conversations and the plea from the people was, please come back. This is America and this is what we, we do to get through these moments. So part of it for me, you know, I feel like as we get through the critical stage of, of the COVID-19, you know, part, you know, the important, I guess, medical attention that needs to be given to it, right? And from a social standpoint, uh, to 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 try to reduce the spread of it. As we get through that, I think that sports is going to play a huge part in the healing of not just this nation, but this is a worldwide thing, right? So, I think sports will start to to um, come back in different places, and it's going to be. Uh, you know, a place where people can go and get away from, you know, the, the concerns, the worries uh, of the world. So Kelby and I have had this conversation and, and maybe you can share how you felt. But yeah. looking at, at sports as a whole, um, I was asking myself the question, has going through this been something that has made me realize there are things that are more important than sports in my life mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes I, I put sports too high on the priority list um, to the other side of that where I can appreciate that it is a distraction it's something that we enjoy it's something that brings us together yeah you know and, and I couldn't answer if it's one or the other because it's both for me I'm, I'm with you Ryan you know quick answer without having you know spent time pondering that I think it's both for me and I'm not a huge sports guy where I'm watching sports all the time. And we're in a world now where, where you don't have to be home to watch sports anyway. And I do, a, you know, I, 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 when, when we first got streaming on our phones, I'm like, and I'm, I remember watching some of the sprint commercials and I'm like, nobody's going to watch a game on their phone. <laughs> like, who's going to do that? But guess who's doing it? I'm, I'm, you know, I do that today. And I, I never thought that that was going to be the case. But for me, I'm, I, I'm not spending a ton of time 
watching sports, but I, I can I, I can think of the times that, that a game was on that I cared about and I was watching it on my phone while I was trying to participate in some family activities, right? And we see this all the time where you see the guy at the at his kids' game watching the jazz game on his phone. Um, and so I think that there's probably it's it's a good thing to ponder um, if it's if it's taking too much of a priority. Yeah. And sometimes we celebrate that, right? When we do, you know, ask you to send in your pictures for where you're watching with Les Olson IT. It's like send in your pictures, and we always get the pictures of the person that's at a wedding watching <laughs> watching the game on their phone, and it's like, oh, that's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's certainly something to think about. We we love watching at my house. My my daughter's actually beg us to send in a picture every time. Yeah, we're never watching the game live either for the most part. But um, you know, I have five daughters that yeah. are under ten, and he, and the two year old, if there's basketball on the TV right now, will come up and ask if 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 it's the Jazz and if yeah. we want the Jazz to win. So I also looked back at you know we're missing a little something because as my family, yeah. Um, my wife luckily loves basketball as much as I do. My son loves son loves it, and my yeah. my girls enjoy the experience of going to the games, yeah. you know, and being there. But that's really where we have some family time during the season as well. Yeah, you know, we're all in the same room, even if some of us are are playing a game while the others are watching yeah. the, the, the basketball game. But um, I'm looking forward to when sports comes back. And, and all of the positive things, yeah. for sure. It does connect us. It connects us, as you mentioned, whether it's in the living room as a family um, and, and you know, you're raised in a home where you are, you know, you, you're basically told as you're growing up, this is who we cheer for in this family, <laughs> in this home, right? Unless you have a broken home with Utes and Cougars in the same home, yeah. then, then, then there might be some, you know, some, some conflict there, but there, there's it. that. And then, and then for us too, um, Jazz Nation is a real thing, right? That that connection with community is, is a real thing. And, you know, you guys go to the arena often enough that you know the people that you sit next to. I mean, there's there's a there's a so, social structure and a, and a culture to that, you know, environment as well. And so, um, you know, that brings us together and that brings together people who might not not normally sit next to each other or or be at this in the same or you know venue at the same time which is a beautiful thing that that the jazz above anything else above the utes the cougars the aggies the wildcats you know and and down the list the the jazz bring this community together right yeah yeah i tell my kids all the time to be grateful for being raised in the one location that is really preaching the the true fanship of the jazz, yeah. right? They're just lucky to be born around here so they can be part of Jazz Nation. <laughs> it is funny, too. Like It's interesting that I feel like I've taken it for granted, the fact that yeah. we've been able to just get in large groups, you know, every other night, it seems like, yeah. and just we're all around each other and cheering for the same thing, and now that that's been taken away, you just miss it so much yeah. when you didn't even, you know, realize how much you loved it in the first place you know yeah, yeah. there's so. been there has been a, a bunch that i think we've all we've all looked at and and have a different perspective going forward and that won't change yeah. i don't know what to do at night <laughs> i'm like what do i do <laughs> there's no game on what do i how do i uh, let me tell life? you one of my hobbies right and, and some people know this 
if they they you know followed me on on different things you know podcasts or social media that that I'm I'm into fashion. Fashion's a big thing for me, and and obviously I have my connection with Mr. Mac. Um, but I there I started getting into this patch craze, right? And I would buy these patches on eBay, and then I would get a blazer from Mr. Mac, and I would sew the patch onto the pocket of the blazer, and because I was just something that I thought was cool, and you know I was into. Um, and then it it kind of morphed and started becoming this jazz thing. I started looking online for different jazz patches. And then looking for places to put them. And then my son, Durant, um, who you guys know from Tri-Day Trading, and he did a logo on a sweatshirt and he flipped the logo upside down. And I looked at that and I was like, man, that's that's kind of cool, dude. And and I said, what do you call that? He said, like, I, I said, you should call that rally gear, you know, because those who are familiar with baseball and a rally cap, you know, mm-hmm put your cap on backwards or turn it inside out. That's why I'm explaining to him like the, the, the whole thing. And so we started getting these patches and then throwing them on upside down on different gear um, and just personalizing. I mean, everyone, because we're doing them, we're not selling them, right? We're just, we're just doing this for the fun of it. Um, and so we started doing, you know, at my house, I got a, all these different jazz patches from different eras and, and, um, and started, you know, making different, you know, putting them on, on Letterman jackets and, and, and hoodies like this one that I'm, this is one of the originals. In fact, I was at Mr. Mac the other day. I had this one on and a guy walked in. It's like, dude, that hoodie is like I don't know what he said because he's a younger guy. It's like, I was gonna say, dude, that's so cool, or man, that's really wicked. But I, he said something appropriate for a guy his age, like a younger cool guy. And so I was explaining it to him. But that's when, like, one of my distractions is like is looking for you know hobbies and different things to do. And and um, I was talking to one of my buddies, and uh, because of the Corona deal right he started watching that guy that paints on on public television bob ross bob ross Ross. he started painting i'm like what (laughs) and so you know we're all looking for different ways and outlets and 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 things to do and and so that's one of the things that that i started doing was sewing these patches on upside down that's awesome i heard a lot of the people out there just found out that their biggest hobbies were touching their face and eating in (laughs) eating in at restaurants (laughs) there's truth to that for sure man our lives have changed and hopefully we'll be healthier because of it you know yeah yeah i think more than anything we tell people you know be safe yeah right be careful and above all things, just be kind. I mean, everybody's going through yeah. something right now. All of us together, and then you've got individuals that just are going through, you know, possibly some of the hardest times in their life. So yeah. that being nice rings true across the board. We appreciate you coming in and talking to us. Any Thank uh, you. Anytime we can get you in here, we love it. We love it. Thanks for joining us another week here on the Jazz Fan Show. Make sure you tune in every Saturday, noon to one, here on the Zone Sports Network. Also... You can find us a lot of other places. Kelby, you want to rattle those off? Well, you got your Spotify, you got your uh, Apple Podcasts, you got your Google Play. Basically, just anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. You can also find us on the 1280 app under the on-demand audio section. Just go ahead and click there, and you'll be able to find every single episode. 75 episodes of this show. 75 jazz fan shows coming to you 
in multiple ways. Oh yeah. Don't forget jazzfanshow.com. You can also like, yeah, jazzfanshow.com. You can find us on YouTube. Just we're everywhere. Hey. Well, let's get together every week. Let's talk about this. Let's get through it. We know you have nothing better to do, especially exactly. now. So Exactly. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Go Jazz. You gotta love it, baby. There's no other way out. It's NBA basketball, Utah Jazz time. I think tonight's the night. You've been listening to the Jazz Fan Show on the Zone Sports Network. Presented by TridayTrading.com. To catch a podcast edition of this or any other show, log on to 1280thezone.com. I'm just enjoying listening. Thank you guys for the entertainment. Or search Jazz Fan Show on any podcasting platform. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.